Hello, welcome to episode 239 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Moving day in Leinster, in the province, we know where we'll be playing and who we might be playing in a couple of weeks' time. But before that, we reflect back on an up and down week, but it was dramatic in under 20 and minor in the county and in a couple of silverware being handed out across the county as well. All that and a whole lot more, but first, Oasis. Right, so we have a few results today. We've seen uh, Offaly beat Longford by a point. Jesus, Longford are so dogged, aren't they? Like Darren Gallagher as well, kicking 1-4 today from the middle of the field. Bernard Allen pops up with a winning point. Uh, Offaly just got over the line. The reason I'm saying that is a couple of reasons. We can possibly play Offaly if they beat Mead and we beat Westmead. But the real implication on that win today means... Because Offaly beat Longford, our game is set, definitely set for Navan now, set in stone. Because if Longford had a one, they had home advantage the next time they played Mead. So that game was fixed the same day as we played West Mead. So they would have got Navan and we would have had to go down to Tullamore to play West Mead. So now that that's more or less been decided, we confirm probably probably next week or whatever. I don't know um, when they'll confirm it, but I think it's safe to say we'll be going to Navan. Sunday week the 23rd the loud players and management team they met all the kids and the whole lot in the open day in Darver on Saturday and open, meet and greet um, I'd say it was good I'd say it was nice for the players to, to hear the feedback from the fans and the fans to also meet up with the players I uh, wasn't able to go as I was doing an Easter camp so it was all hands on deck doing an Easter camp and getting football the kids in the county while they're off as well so it was great great the weather held up as well too which is absolutely all you want especially when you're lying idle for two weeks it's fairly fairly long holidays I have to say at Easter um, break anyway right we will look to um, further developments in Leinster Leash won and Wicklow won as well Wicklow had a good win over Carlow and Leash beat Wexford and they'll face the Dubs and Wicklow plays Kildare. Will there be a shock there? There might be. So Wicklow um, with um, the hangover of the league out of the, out of the system to beat Carlow and then they would play Kildare next. And the way Kildare have been, they've probably kind of torn around a little bit towards the end of the league. But yeah, still find that a hard, hard one to call really. And then Dublin obviously take care of Leash who look at they had to punish Wexford to beat Wexford. Wexford, I know, I suppose Leash as well are Division Four side. We've seen the gulf in the class between Division Three and Division One, a relegated Division One team on Saturday night with Armagh and Antrim. Um, just sheer physicality and kinda of that mead naive way of playing again, um, in the way Andy McIntyre set up Antrim. They were never really gonna win. They never even, like it's all well and good saying, oh yeah, we play good football and we go out and we try and give it a lash. But the game was over after five minutes. And you can give out about defensive football or the way the modern game has gone. If you're staying tight, making it like a chess game, you're never out of the game. We've seen that with Mayo today, even though they're crap. Why do we? Why are we all cheering for Mayo? Why don't you just come down that side of the neutral where you're like cheering for Mayo and then you're like, but I actually want Ross Common to win. But you still find yourself, oh, come on, Mayo, come on. It's like the never-relenting loser that Mayo are. Like you want them to win, but you don't really want them to win. You just kind of cheer Mayo on in a kind of uh, comeback crusade. And they're not really, they're not great at all. Um, but 
it could be good for them in the championship. I, I'm saying that now, and we get we get them in the All Ireland series group, and uh, probably give us a thank in. But no, we could hold up. We could fairly well frustrate them. But you have to hand it to Ross Common, really good footballers. Tell you who else you have to hand it to. Our fellow Division Two um, opponents this season, Clare. They took out Cork. Now Cork had no Brian Hurley, but still. Clare weren't really tipped to get that win with the relegation, but it probably meant, in retrospect, that they were going to get the win. Take Cork talked to the cleaners and Ennis the time the, the week before they played us, and Clare Clare have a good side. And what what happened them in the Division Two campaign? They kind of built on their uh, panel: Emmett McMahon, Killian Bruan, who got the winning point. All them fellas came in and got football in the legs, and it paid off for them. And credit to them, but that throws does that throw Mead in in jeopardy of the All Ireland series? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to check that. Out. I think it does. I think it does. They might have to get it to a Leinster final now. Um, but yeah, so awfully beat Mead. They could beat Mead in Navan or in uh, that game will be in Tullamore. Yeah, that game's in Tullamore. That's that's gonna be tough for Mead actually as well. Who are here have. Uh, Lads doing walkabouts on the panel as well. I have to actually find that out. Must text me, me, cousins, and find out. Right, so that's the Leinster kind of look on Division 2 across the board. What a win for New York. Don't think there's any players, any loud men involved in that win. I think there is a few, a couple of loud ballers. I remember looking looking back at that loud men abroad. I'll have to maybe update that list this week and do a podcast on it um, to see. But then we're looking at... Uh, yeah, it was actually that's why I wrecked. And this is Lake Azu. The the drama kept going on GA Go and on Twitter. Um, Leitrim thought they had it in the bag. New York would storm back, and then they thought New York were going to win extra time. Level after extra time, and then penalty. I think it was about two in the morning going to bed after it. Let's look back at the week that was, will we? And then I'll finish up with the the Shield and Cup final, and then delay the land across the board. Kevin Mullen sheet and play and. Paddy Shield and Shield. Um, just this week, actually, the Loud Hurlers, their their their, their um, Nicky Rackard Cup campaign takes off next Saturday, next Sunday, and away trip to Ockram, uh, two o'clock. The Miners take on Westmead and RD on Wednesday night. That's going to be a tumultuous game. That's going to be a big deciding game. Um, look, I was really I mentioned this on the podcast last week. And I'll be I'll be looking back. I'll be looking at that game as well. I haven't seen this loud team, this Jerry Riley team, the most the much heralded one, and I didn't want to pile any more hype on them either. But I went to Parnell Park and I came away. I know we we're beaten by five points, but I was I was pleasantly surprised at this group and the dog and the grit and the determination and the quality and actually the size within the panel. Uh, again, like a tough environment to go um, against Dublin, and like you can see, there's the hype of the minor and that kind of age and that temperament level, and they get sucker punched with an early goal from a really good footballer, um, Noah Noah Doyle. Um, very Noah Bourne was it? Yeah, he's 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 a look of a lad that's going to be a good footballer. You know, orange, bright orange boots, white socks, and then the big. Uh, 
thunderous pair of legs. He mazed in through Lovey to get a goal. But Loud really stuck at the task. And, and like, to be fair to Alan Gillespie, I, I would have seen him with the Loud, with the Loud minor team last year and the RD uh, minor winning team. Classy footballer, very classy. But went up in my estimations again when he uh, when he settled Loud. Like he went point for point with, with uh, Dublin. And he was like he was really good. Some top drawer frees, like really. I won beautiful from open play as well. He's a great balance. Really good on the solo run. Kind of reminds you of James O'Donoghue. That sort of player. That sharpness. That he smile plays with a smile on his face as well. But and there's, there's other lads as well. Like there's a, a very impressive Michal Reed from Hunterstown in the middle of the field. Big strong player. He might be injured and miss the next game. Um, Sean Sean Flynn's work rate. Club me, I haven't seen him since he was under fourteen. Really puts himself about. That's the thing about this team, this loud team. You can't not like this minor side. They work damn hard and they try to play the right way all the time. Like Park Tinley said, the half and the Gales come short, take the kickers a lot of the time, gets them, doesn't get flustered, takes the ball. McGinty's the two cousins, they're they're really they they can be prospects for the senior jersey. Pierce Crimes Murphy, ferocious pace along with Shane Lennon. Uh, who's a younger brother of Craig's the senior footballer he cuts through as a great goal chance before half time um, but they did settle and it was 196 at half time um, they got four points towards the end of the half Dylan Shevlin big man he actually sets up that chance um, <laughs> probably he's well documented as well having played last year um, minor in age ahead of himself as well um, but yeah so second half really well coached side I'm not just saying that because David Reid I know David and Johnny Clerken but the pressure they put on they had um, the young oh, what's his name the young Jairs goalkeeper Keane O'Donoghue that's the man I couldn't think of yeah um, actually 11 out of 15 of that Jerry Wiley team won, uh, started and um, one came on um, yeah one of them came on Jack O'Healy he came on in the second half but yeah Jeez, the, the, because of that pressure in the kickouts, because of that well, uh, kind of well thought out pressure on the kickouts and Gillespie's uh, class as well, they get right back into it. Um, they got a lot of possession. Cork McKeown was outstanding. There was a, there was a moment there when McKeown he loses the ball, but then um, comes back and gets the block, gets the turnover again. Just real heart and real determination, but backed up with quality. McKeown actually won his own kick out for the goal and he worked at the substitute Paddy McHugh from Tully Allen who makes a really good running angle line run to the on-rushing Lennon. Angles were perfect and he buries it low. And that that was the 47 minutes. That put us a point behind Dublin. But, oh, we couldn't just twist the knife. Gillespie actually it's, it's so hard like to say it on him but he missed three frees and even would have levelled and would have given us the lead it was tough on him like he's considering he dragged Laird into the game and into the contest but yeah Dublin just showed that bit of bit of composure bit of class there's a little corner man as well Lenny Cahill he was the top scorer on the day he finished with seven points but they've other good footballer but Laird really really did a good job and Keane Farrell corner back was excellent and uh, I thought he, he really stood up. Liam Brannigan, he he just showed how much there. Dublin half back line improved when he when he was taken off. Um, who else? Who else is there? 
Josh Taft, Heidi from Marty, Keenan Martin as well. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, Lock and Buckley come in. He'll probably start the next day. He'll probably start in early against Westmead. Where like three teams get out of the group, but you want to win. You want to get a, get a win under your belt and move on. I think this sort of team that will improve as as the game as the games get get going and get under the belt. But yeah, plenty of prospects there. And be good to get out and see them and and see. Uh, Support them on, especially at home when they, when they need that support as well, and the familiarity in the crowd. Speaking of familiarity in the crowd, you go back to Tuesday night and the absolute drama of Loud, excuse me, of Loud and Wicklow. Jesus, we thought we we're gone, thought we we're well gone, well out of it, and lo and behold, we just get stuck into it in the second half. Now the wind was there, and the Wicklow analysts were beside me, and they were already talking about playing. Kildare, not Westmead in the next round. So it's kind of thought, right, they've, they've kind of switched off. We're getting going. And Kieran McCardle really gets us going. He gets three scores. It uh, cuts the gap. But we needed a goal. And we get that goal. Bannon Corrigan's probably lo- lucky he wasn't pulled back or the, the move wasn't pulled back. In the build-up to the ball into Sean Reynolds for his first goal. Reynolds gets a point in the first half against the wind, which, which was unreal in that open side is to Bannon. And it was, it was probably the best point, the most forgotten point, because he gets three down in the second half, along with the two goals. Liam Flynn actually gets a great score just before half-time. Um, they allowed him a little bit better balance about it. You know, they had more of an attacking flair. They had more of an outlet, more of a running game in the half-back than with uh, Liam, Tyke McDonald and James Rogers there as well. So, and Killian Taff in a full-back too. So you've lads playing in the... Kind of normal habitat or comfortable in possession driving forward, but it didn't look that way early on. All the all the Wicklow forwards, I think, scored, and um, we were struggling for free takers. We went through four of them before McCardle stuck the ball over the bar, got us going. That settled us. We got the real injection from uh, Reynolds. Then they go down and get a score, to, a goal to level. I think uh, typical loud, just after getting back into the game, going well. And the ball has worked out really, really good. Bob Dantley put it up on Twitter. But the pressure to clip that ball out from Josh Finley to his club mate, uh, Cameron Maher. And Maher's delivery of that ball. He has a good delivery on him. But he drove it. And what you don't see, what robs you in that video of Bob's is the view of the crispness of, of Reynolds's grip on that ball when he catches it. It's that first touch he has, takes it and turns and bangs, rifle it to the net. Great finish, sweeping move, pure drama. Um, he has them in ducks and drakes. You can't, you, you think, oh, why are they not marking Reynolds from behind? Let him get the ball and go and, t- and stand him up in front instead of letting him in behind. But he was that good close to goal, causing freeze and winning and taking on men that the Wicklow defenders didn't know what to do with him. So they're kind of ducks and drakes. Killian Taff even drops, drops a long ball into that area and the keeper is spooked. He's a good keeper, Jack Sargent. He'll, he'll probably feature for Wickland in a couple of years. And he lets Taff bounce over the bar and then on his left foot, Sean Reynolds wins the game for Loud. And they're now into the quarter-final against Galair. Well, we will need uh, crowd support that uh, this Tuesday night in Stabannon again. Great chance. And would you believe it, this is the team, this age group, played Kildare the tail end of the first year of the pandemic 2020 down in Newbridge and they spanked us I'll be getting into that during the week as well I'll, I, I kind of look back at that game too 
but it'll be interesting to see how many from either side. They have a few, I must say, not just from that side, but from the Leinster under-20 win last year, um, Kildare. So that'll be an interesting game. Really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to looking uh, ahead to the Nicky record with the Loud Horlers too. Sheelan final was on last night. Nave Martin picked up their very first... Do you think they don't have enough silverware built up the past couple of seasons? Well, they picked up their first ever Paddy Sheelan at Neighbours Matt Grange's expense, um, as it pains me to say it. They, they won 111 to 4 points, 10 points in it in the end. It was it was very close in the first half, 5-3 at half time. Conor Whelan, he's continuing on his good early season form. He, he was kind of kept them going in the first half, and then his, his, uh, his six point tally was enough. But five minutes into the second half, um, Wayne Campbell drives through and gets a goal. Now that would prove all decisive. Um, Cullen, we just couldn't get back into the game. Miss, miss freeze, and then late Aaron O'Brien point finally got us going, but it's too late. Craig Lynch came off the bench to land the free as well. So more silverware, or maybe the first bit of silverware this season for the Declan McCoy reign in the uh, colours of blue and white of Nate Martin. So congratulations to them. Looking over across the board, the tones of the plunkers they'll play each other on Tuesday night in the semi-final of the Kevin Mullen Shield. The Malachys got hit five goals past the John Mitchells and the Shawns beat the Bannon, so they'll face off now in the semi-final. Cooley and the Sean O'Mahony still face off in the Kevin Mullen Shield. Paddy Sheelan Shield again, uh, and the Kevins and the Clans in, in Phillipstown will play off as well. The Naps had a good win, one-point win. Loxie, Mark Larkin still doing it. Still kicking points, still kicking winners. He his one point in the finish was the difference against Cuchulain Gales and much improved. And then Glide beat the Westerns and they'll face the Knicks for a chance to play in that final against the Piercy. So it's all go across the board. There's plenty more happening. And uh, still have that transfer pod to get out to you as well. Thanks very much for listening to episode two three nine. Roll on this week. Big games, big developments in underage football in the county. So get out and support. I think that's the message. Get out and support the lads this week. The weather's getting good. There's a grand stretch in the evenings now, so no excuses whatsoever. Let's get a couple of wins and let's go into the knock- deeper into the knockout stages in both competitions. Right, good luck. Bye-bye and thanks for listening to episode 239 of the Loud and Proud Podcast. <laughs>